Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hi, and welcome to Battle Royale. I am Jim Kellner. And I'm Angela Sonner. And this is Battle Royale, two friends that agree on very little talking about the issues of the day. I am so excited, and I, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Just a little background, uh, I am a writer and a stand-up comedian, sculptor, and all-around awesome guy. And Angela is? We don't, we don't have to know all that, Jim. We don't, we don't have, have to, to know all that? No, no one cares. I think people care. No, that you I think do. people care. <laughs> this isn't a way to get people to come to your stand-up shows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that every episode will end with plugs. Oh, really? Is this just is this just a medium for you to you just get attention for the other things that you're doing, Tim? I think if you care about things, I think it's important to let people know. Why you're can't doing you them. just care about this, Jim? Why can't this be? <laughs> Why, why can't it be the thing? Well, it is the thing. I mean, we are going to, on this podcast, Angela and I are going to show why two good friends, I'm not going to call her a best friend. I mean, hopefully someday, perhaps, through, perhaps through the course of doing this this program together, best friend status will be achieved if she achieves enough best well, friend points. I'm already the sister you you never wanted. So, I mean, That's true. how is is a is a best friend better than a sister? Is that what you're saying? In my family, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. A best friend is, is, definite, is definitely better than a sister, um, although I, I love my sister out of obligation. Um, but a best friend is somebody you choose to love. Uh, you know, you choose that person. They're not foisted upon you by genetics or other attachments like 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 a sister would be. So therefore, you know, you're the, be- you're the little sister I never wanted. Um, but someday perhaps you will achieve, as I said, uh, best friend status. One can only dream that I would that I would get there, Jim. Okay, well then if Angela will not give you her bio, I will give it to you for her. And I will I will make it up and it will not be it will not be pleasant. So Angela is a twelve foot tall giant um, that spends the majority of her day chasing small children around a pen where she keeps them in her basement. But only because I love them so much. Yeah, and you stole yeah. them too. They're stolen. You didn't. You didn't have the children. You stole them from. Well, families. their families weren't taking care of them, Jim. It's they're better with me. They're happier in the pen. In, in, in the, well, calling it a pen is probably it's more of a pit, right? It's more of a depression in the ground. Well, kids love playing in the mud. That's, That's part of the. <laughs> Part of the allure, I feel. Okay. Yeah. They right. like it. Have you heard them complain yet? No. <laughs> well, you keep them gagged, so I don't think they can actually... They, I know, they're them. really quiet. That's how I like my children. <laughs> no, Angela is a very talented actress, uh, singer, karaoke professional. Professional. 
yes, professional. It's hard to break into the professional karaoke business, yeah, but I'm really making my making headway. I, I think it's also hard to make money there too. I mean, there's not it is, a, especially when you only have three songs that you sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No freaking. That's why I can't go to the same spot more than once. Sure, sure. I, I think the closest thing to a professional karaoke singer is a bartender who like works at a karaoke bar that sings. Those gigs are hard to get. It's hard to to get one of those spots. Yeah. I, I'm looking. I check Craigslist every day. It's also hard not to drink while you're doing it, too. So. No, that's easy. That's ridiculous. That's incredibly I, easy to do. I, I, I don't agree that that would be easy I'm for pretty you, sure actually. all karaoke hosts are just drunk all the time. So, so again, I think this is a good career path for you. It is. Um, I feel it was made for me. Yeah. It's true. You could be just like that lady at that spot down the street that, that our friend was convinced was a, as a transsexual as well. Nothing against the transgender hey, community. Hey, I have no problem plugging the Primetime Pub. Primetime Pub. The Primetime prime time Pub. pub. Primetime prime Pub. pub. If you guys, if you guys, sponsor. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, Primetime Pub. Yeah. Primetime Pub, if you're listening, uh, great drinks, uh, finger foods, uh, and... Wonderful uh, atmosphere. Wonderful atmosphere. It is. You won't forget it. That's... that's people said the same thing about the Black Plague um, a long time ago. And it's ago. infamous. There you go. I mean, that's, can you can you hope for more? Um, the format of the program you are going to listen to is going to be Angela and I debating different issues, things, thoughts, sometimes with each other, sometimes to the to the world at large. Um, uh, hopefully, it is funny and irreverent. Makes you think. Makes you feel. Let's not set high expectations. Um, I believe expectations are important. I, I think those need to come on their own. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I guess we just don't see eye to eye, and that is exactly why this show is created. It is. It is. Um, we could not even agree on a, a title. The thing that kept this thing from happening for so long, actually, was the fact that we could not agree on a title. The original title we agreed on, we cannot agree on a title, just did not work as a podcast title. We ended on Battle Royale uh, at my fervent insistence in capitalizing on a moment when Angela uh, – was, was a little more defenseless than she normally would have been. Well, it it was only because we could put a purple crown as the logo. I feel that's what that's what really sold me on it. And and I was okay with that. I was all right because I, I won that moment. So I, I think it's time uh, for there's us. no winner here, Tim. There will never be a winner. Only survivors. Only survivors. That is our that is our catchphrase. There are no winners. Can do you have, can you announce that a catchphrase is a catchphrase? I think Once so. Once you announce that a catchphrase is indeed a catchphrase, does it negate that it is a catchphrase? I don't think um, we can be aware of it. I, I think I refuse to allow a world where I can't dictate the catchphrase of our show exists. We can dictate it. We can dictate it. So if you're listening, if you're listening on Monday around the water cooler, you need to be saying that to people because you will not be in the know if you are not saying that to people, if you're one of the fives of people that are probably listening to this right now. Um, <laughs> fives of, of people. Uh, so the gloves are off. And just so you know, as a, as, as a, a future longtime listener, first-time caller, indeed we ever take calls, that means that... We're going to take calls. At some point, perhaps. I'm not going to cut it out of the equation as a possibility. Um, if it was left up to how difficult it was actually to get us both called in 
to this program today? Probably not. It was I know, right? It, <laughs> We'd just it, be on hold for 20 minutes. Well, people yeah. got the email. <laughs> yeah, it, well, did you get the email? Did I send the email? Did you, did you get the email? Did I send it? Did you get the email? Um, okay. Um, so so the, the formatting here is very loose, very loosey-goosey. Um, I think what we should start with, though, did we decide on uh, a segment we like to call what, – what was the first segment we decided on? Best I've, advice? Better advice? Good, good, good advice. advice. Better advice. Okay, good Obviously, ad- Jim will be supplying the good advice, and then I will be supplying the better advice because Jim has no soul, actually. He's actually a robot, if you all could see um, at this time. He is, in fact – the yeah. most advanced human robot ever in existence. Well, you know what? To other people, that would be an insult. Um, I find robots to be comforting, and I think that robots... But are... who has ever called a robot comforting? I don't think anyone has ever in the history of time said this, except for Robin Williams, the only one. And you are uh, no bicentennial man, sir. <laughs> uh, Haley Joe Osmond in AI was completely comforting. That was the entire reason for his existence was to cover, covet the, the emotions of grieving parents. So uh, that's two examples. Adding to your one example, um, I do not claim to be a Haley Joe Osmond type, um, but uh, I will certainly say that I, I, I do uh, have those same tendencies and um, anyway, more important. You have met Haley Joel Osman. You have met Haley Joel. I have, yeah. He was at my birthday, randomly, four years ago. He bought me a beer. It was very exciting. He had a beard. It was weird. It's a lot of rhyming. Is it? I was not intentional. <laughs> a lot of a lot of syncopated rhyming for an unintentional course of language. Um, <laughs> I gotta think. I gotta think that was written down. She was looking at a notepad while she said that. I was. <laughs> I'm just a natural poet, Jim. Yeah. One of my uh, many this, talents. If this were a hip hop freestyle competition, everybody would be mocking that you've written that out. I'm gonna throw that at you <laughs> right now and drop the mic on that element of it. But anyway, so we are going to start with good advice, better advice. And I think uh, this topic, this this discussion panel, uh, moderated by me and a points awarded by me, um, there is points if you... There are no points. We have an argument regarding whether there are points. Um, there are no points. Uh, the that, point... that, that, <laughs> that gives the illusion that there is a winner. And there is no winner, Jim. There's no winner. Opinions can't be wrong. They can't um, be. I, this will be a point of discussion we have in the future. Some people masquerade facts as opinions, and uh, facts can be wrong. And uh, I'd like to, I'd like to challenge that. That I didn't say facts. But, Did uh, I say facts? But, no, but people do. People do all the time. They pretend like their opinions are. No, facts. see, we're not pretending. I'm not pretending. Are you going to pretend? Uh, all the time. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> Everything I say, I'll say is a fact when it is simply my opinion. Because if you don't agree, you're stupid. <laughs> so clearly, clearly you're living in fantasy land where, where candy is candy is cash. And that's the truth. Uh, future sponsor, uh, Egg Lip Bombs. 
watermelon flavored. Um, anyway, uh, what we wanted to talk about first is dating advice, and, and the topic I brought up to you in our pre-show meeting was women who think they can fix men. Right, the Florence Nightingale syndrome. What one, one would say. Well, one would. Yeah, that, that's that's a very fair assessment for anybody born in 1942. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I think, isn't that our target demographic? <laughs> yeah, uh, set, octogenarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so exactly. Is that, <laughs> that prime podcast market known as the octogenarian. Um, we're going to be between Paul Allen and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me uh, podcast. Uh, that's where we want to fall. Sounds like a winner. I yes. think we can really. Because you know, people in their 80s, they really listen to podcasts. So it's a good, it's a good place to start. Absolutely. <laughs> and and re, reruns of Lawrence Welk on the radio. That's. Uh, I listen to it. <laughs> tiny, tiny bubbles, big hit. Um, so 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 when we talked about this, it was ironic because this being a podcast where we argue, we did agree at least at some point that women who try to fix men, which is essentially all women. Are, are making a, a completely faulty faulty argument with themselves, which is that you can't fix another person. And that that is my honest opinion here. If I'm going to be really truthful, women who think that they can shape and mold a man into the imaginary Superman that they wish to be with are deluding themselves. But see, I don't think it's really that women are trying to create a Superman. I think they are trying to have their partner reach their full potential. I think that's really the core of it. If you ask me, I think that men should do it more. What, should try I, to mold women into what they want them to mold. be? It's not about molding. It's about challenging. That's what it's really about. It's not about, now, if you come at it passively, yes, that won't work. You'll, you will yield no results. And I think that's what men try to do. That's the, that's the man's approach. Because everyone does it. Yeah, but when we agreed, we agreed on one thing, that it's ridiculous. I mean, if somebody doesn't wish to change, they will not change. And that won't change even if he has a nice motorcycle. But see, I think that everyone wants to change. I think that's where the fallacy comes in, that every single person wants to that's, that's not true. That's not true. Everybody doesn't want to change. Twenty people are completely satisfied living their lives as they've lived them lived them for the last 20 years. And, I mean, I think you have to be fair enough. There's an age where somebody's day-to-day life stabilizes. I think it's fair enough to say that people settle into patterns. Um, I, I think it's fair enough to say that a lot of times what happens is, and what I find with a lot of my friends, is that the, the goals that, that one sets for themselves don't meet the expectations of what your partner's goals for you might be. You know, you may be content with working a nine-to-five job, you know, let's say at Google as a maintenance person, and, you know, you don't have an aspiration to become a computer programmer and move up the company or something of that nature, that ilk, but a woman will come in and see you as this person. She might see some potential in you, but you have no interest in, in pursuing that potential. But and, uh, why, well, why do you have no, no desire to reach that potential as a human being? That's exactly what I, I'm, but, I'm saying here. There could be thousands of reasons why someone doesn't wish to go anywhere. Exactly. And if you have a good partner and that would see that in you and want to make you the best that you can possibly be, 
Yeah, and that's exactly how guys end up at a bar with their friends and say, no, exactly, listen to my nagging resenting. But see, it's not nagging, though, if it always comes off as positive. It quickly becomes it's all about attacking. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, 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 sorry. Even positive responses become nagging after a certain point when I keep consciously like not doing that. Like what? You know, honey, I think it would be really great if you lost 20 pounds. You know, I think it would be great if you lost 20 pounds. Well, do you want to lose 20 pounds? I don't want to lose 20 pounds. Why? Uh, because I'm perfectly happy how I am right now. I... I, I'm perfectly happy how I am right now. So I don't want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Hey, you know how we talked about you going on a diet? But see, why do you think why do you think your partner would want you to lose twenty pounds? What do you think is the well, core because of I'm that? Fat. I'm fat. Okay. I'm fat. So I, it's a health issue. It's because they love you. Because they want you to be around. Like you know, as I say, like, no, oh, no, I, like, I, and I, I get all that. But if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And you know, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, I I I don't think I think there's probably a, a happy medium point where flexibility. Uh, in individuals is necessary for any relationship. Um, just full disclosure, I am married. Um, Angela is not. Not to me. Not, not, not to me. Angela. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am not fully convinced Angela is a woman uh, necessarily because I have never seen any of her body parts without clothing on them, and I never want to. Um, that has nothing to do. She's a perfectly attractive young lady. She's very fetching oh, on many levels. Thanks, Tim. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> because I think she wouldn't be okay with the amount of hair pulling and choking I require in order to come. Um, but that's why she's not compatible for me. Um, but I think... Because I want more? Is that what you're probably, saying? Probably, probably not. I, bring, probably, I, I go too far. Pro- probably not. There's a lot of face slapping. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> sidetrack. Side uh, last night, <laughs> my wife... So, I don't think you're allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. She's fine. Uh, the boyfriend, we'll just call him the boyfriend, uh, boyfriend uh, doesn't want to be discussed, but, but my wife doesn't mind. Uh, she slapped me in the face last night while we were sitting on the couch, um, just out of the blue. It was like out of left field. We were in the middle of watching Shark Tank. She slapped me in the face. And <laughs> she just went whack like that, just like right in the gob. How was the new Shark Tank? It was pretty good. Um, uh, Damon was kind of a dick, but whatever. Oh, um, big surprise. He's taken over the Kevin spot, I feel, yeah, yeah. of, of Listen, being the dick on the show. We're, mix, we're, mixing, we're, mixing, we're mixing platforms. That's what, okay. Pop culture comes later. Okay, um, okay. But 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 just, just slaps me in the face and goes, ooh, I like that. It turned me on. That was sexy. And I, like, and I turned her and I go, I, I don't like getting slapped in the face. I don't think that was sexy for me at all. And she does it again, and I'm like, oh, God, stop. I feel like a, a victim of domestic abuse here. I do the slapping in this relationship. <laughs> oh, it's oh. very one-sided. It is. As no, well, far a, as... It, it, there's a top and a bottom here, man. I am the top. There's and... no top. What is this, this winter complex? <laughs> there's a top and a bottom in, 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 a, in that type of uh, sexual exchange. And but there's got to be a give and take. No, no. A bottom is a bottom and a top is a top. That's, I'm a top. That's very, listen, very I'm, old age. It's very... Listen, listen, I'm not saying there isn't some remuneration. I'm not saying there isn't some mutual pleasuring that goes on. You know, there's finger banging. There's, there's, there's the coochie pop in action. That all happens. But, you know, uh, pop, pop, make the coochie pop. Um, I think, 
I, that, that, I, I think this is too. I don't think we can talk about this. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so 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 I guess I guess my ultimate point in this argument is that people who don't want to change aren't going to change, and unless somebody. No, I agree with you there. I agree. People who do not want to change will not change. It will not happen. Only. So my advice then is this, is if you are looking for a man that you wish to spend your life with, do not look for the things that externally attract you. Start to delve a little deeper when you get to know somebody. Is, are, is this somebody whose life goals match up with yours? Mm-hmm. Are you looking to achieve, achieve the same things? And if you realize within three dates, and I, I have a three-date rule, boom, on the third date, if you don't realize that this person doesn't have that internal drive, uh, that says, okay, you know, that that he's headed in a direction. And I, you know what, frankly, I don't think you should care what direction that is because it's not about the direction they're headed in. It's about the fact that they have a direction to head in that you can see has that drive and that ability to change. Well, a person that doesn't have a direction shouldn't be in a relationship anyway. It shouldn't be, no, because they should be trying to figure out who they are. But I will tell you right now, there are women out there who may be listening to this at some point in the future. They're gonna because say, their direction is to find a mate. That's it, what it is. Like, that's pre- that's exactly what it is. And, and this, this, this makes a bigger question, something I talk to male friends about all the time, which is, oh, I really want a girlfriend. Do you really want a girlfriend? Is that what you really want? Or do you want to have somebody you can have regular intercourse with? <laughs> Those are very, very different things. Uh, is a uh... oh sweet sauce. <laughs> Sorry, I just discovered the mute button on on my new microphone that I just got. Call, in radio lingo, it's the cough button. Is that what it's called? Yes. Is it really it's what called. it's called? It is. Oh, good. Um, because believe it or not, people in the radio are not healthy in general. I do um, believe it. Wait, people who sit. In a room all day and just talk? Aren't yes, healthy people? Not in the long term, no. Um, wow. Shocking. I, I think I think we probably I, I but that is my advice. So what is what is your advice, Angela? What would be your advice for, for women in that situation? What are you searching for? What are you looking for? Well, I think it's what I, I do I do agree with you, Tim, on on the aspect that that women need to be able to know who they are before they commit to an actual relationship. Like, I completely agree with you on that. But at the same time, I really think that you you can't just always accept what is given. Like, there always has to be a push. Like, there always has to be something that makes you always want to believe in the person that you are with. Because there's always because people always have flaws. There's always something that you could be doing to better yourself. There's always something and I think if you have a partner that that inspires you, that does give you that push, I think that it makes for a much healthier relationship because it doesn't become stagnant. Then it doesn't become like the same thing. Then you don't fall into these patterns. Because I think patterns is what makes life boring. Like there things should be constantly changing in your life, and you should always be striving to, to find a better you. Okay, but so what, I wanna, what I'm going to do is now is give you a, a hypothetical, um, and you tell me that this doesn't sound like many women you know if I'm wrong, okay? 
All right. That's 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 all I want you to do. Is you listen, and you tell me if this does not sound like women you know. Uh huh. She's been in a relationship for more than two years. Uh huh. She does nothing but complain about the guy she's with. Uh huh. And all she talks about is the fact that she wants to change him, that she wants him to want to change. Yet, yet, she doesn't make the choice to leave, and then she starts issuing ultimatums. How is that ever going to be a positive relationship? How is that going to end in a positive relationship? And what I'm saying is, as part of my advice, is the reason I would say give it three dates, give it four dates, give it five dates, whatever. But have a cutoff point where you say, you know, I know what I know now about you. And and I feel like the world would be a better place if people were just a little bit more direct and robotic about and Angela's right. I am a robot to this to this extent because I, I personally make a logical decision that says, I know what I know about you and I don't want to know more. So that's that. So tell me now in this hypothetical, do you not know women who fall into that that that, that prey, that category all the time? I mean no. I don't I don't think that, you don't that know, women you don't, look at it that way. I, I, I'm aware I, I'm aware they don't look at it that way because I'm fully willing to admit that a woman can be completely unreasonable when giving her see, own relationship. I think, but see I think the man makes excuses. And I think that the 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 woman believes it over and over and over again. But I think, I think that Once you again, are... Once again, you're proving my point. But I, think you're, but I think you're only making it about... Like, I think that men do this as well. Like, I, think, I don't think this is a woman issue. I think this is a much broader relationship issue that happens. It, it, but what, what I am saying to you is men are far less likely to be engaged in the process of trying to change what a woman is or who a woman is. Because I don't think that most men who are actually dating ever really intend to settle down, to, to say to that person, yes, you are the person who I want to be with for the rest of my life. I think that is much more rare for a man to act, and it is, it's, it's a fear thing about being about intimacy and being close to someone. And I think that women are much more open to that sort of long-term commitment earlier on in a relationship. And I think that is where you hit like a two or a three-year mark, where like the women the woman starts to have like those expectations because they do invest so fully. I think that's what you're really talking about when you're talking about like I want to fix him. It's not I want to fix him. It's we're going to make a life together. You are going to be it's not just a relationship. Like, you are my partner. Like, we are going to go for it, and we're going to be successful together. Like, that's what's going to happen. I, and whatever you gauge that as, whatever you gauge success as going forward, I don't think men think as long-term as women do. Well, I'm going to say this. I think you treat it I, – I, I would look at it more like a gambling addict in Las Vegas who's, who's four grand in the hole and says, well, all my money's on the table. Now I've got to win it back. So it's time to double down. There's a time in your mind where you have to say, okay, it, the smart move was to walk away $2,000 ago, but I didn't do that. Spending another $4,000 isn't going to make that any better. You've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And, I mean, that is my final point for ladies out there is be emotional but be reasonable. 
put your life and your needs first, not the needs of the relationship first. Because the reality is this, that if you just keep building and building and putting everything into it, when and if it fails, then you have failed because you've put everything you are into it. And that is the mistake. Well, I think, I think you that do happens. need a balance. I mean, you definitely need a balance. But you're saying that women can't, can't do that, that they don't know how to draw that line. And that's what I'm saying. If you don't look at it so much as an, it's not just an emotional stake, it is actually a success stake. It's everything. Because if you put something in your partner, it will come back to you. Now, if it's not coming back, now that's another thing. Well, everything in life falls into a risk-reward eventually. And, and, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. But don't you think more conflict in a relationship keeps it more healthy? It can. But if all you have is conflict, then, then, then you don't have But if all you have is conflict, then you wouldn't have been together for that long anyway. That's what you may think. Unless you're a maskist. People, and then you people, just... But people fall into patterns. They fall into patterns all the time, and that's, that's, that's what I'm really addressing. But a pattern a pattern's only created because you feel pattern. comfort in it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean you wouldn't but, do it if, on some aspect, it didn't make you feel good. But then, but then maybe we're all de- we're delving into a deeper topic. Is I feel at least on to a certain degree, most of our generation doesn't really know what a healthy marriage looks like a lot of the time, because we come from a generation think, of that, divorce. Yeah, but I just think, but I. But people mimic. But my point is this: people mimic what they know. People mimic what, what they see, and more importantly, I think people mimic what, what they establish in their minds, in their emotional state, especially from a very young age, what marriage looks like. So in my house, it looked like two people who argued, who never really had a lot in common, and ultimately ended up fighting most of the time, but stuck together for 25 years. One of them cheated on the other one all the time. Well, you have to find like, the why. Like, why did they stay together for 25 years? Like, because they what? something foolish and had children, and but see that's what that's and that's exactly what it is. So it's but, a selflessness that comes from I, this I will, is more important. I These will, children are more important than our differences. Pr- precisely, and then those people just wasted. And I mean, I, frankly, I would not exist if they hadn't done it. But um, I will say that, and I, I appreciate existing. Um, but I will say that, you know, there is a different course of life that could have been available if these were two people who looked at their relationship and, and had a level of personal honesty about who they are and who, what they wanted and what they wished to accomplish. I think for some people, people in general, I think by and large, are just happy fitting into molds. And, and, and I, I think we have spent a lot of time on this subject now. We have, yes. So, so I think we should move on, but your final thoughts is, is, is what we will end on. What, what, what do you want to leave our listeners with as far as better advice? My advice was know when to cut it off and have a real time frame in mind. I, I just think it comes down to you have to know what you want. So don't going even, into something. So, so don't even start a relationship if you don't know what you want. Exactly. Anything. Well, I, then we don't disagree very far on this, but what I'm saying is be brave enough to cut it off when, it's not, when, you, when you recognize it's not what you want. But see, that's... But... I, see, I think that comes from a place of... 
of fear where you don't think something it's it's, it's very interesting because it's you know we will clearly be revisiting this topic yeah, yeah, yeah. in the future is what is what I what I'm going to say here um I think the uh there's certainly going to be some response to that discussion um but moving on, moving on, moving on, what should be next, Angela? We still have tough talk to go, is or is not. Um, what, what should be our next topic of discussion? Oh, man. What do we want to do? We were, should we do... Uh, we do... Uh, we do ghosts? Ghosts? Let's talk about ghosts. I love it. Is or is not. Ghosts, real or not. Now, I'm going to be frank... I do not believe in ghosts, not even a little bit. Uh, Patrick Swayze, not real as a ghost. That was not real. That was a movie. Um, but in general, ghosts do not exist. Um, I, now, I want you to define what a ghost is. Patrick Swayze and ghosts. That is not – That is you cannot use one. That is not a reference that works for this. Do we, okay, do you – so people who a, – a, Okay, a person who was killed – and so based, a spirit, okay, so based, a spirit. Based, based, on, based on whatever religious fiction you choose to believe does not transcend this earth to another plane of existence and is forced to, to be stuck here on, this, on this, this planet, this corporeal plane, and is doomed to interact. I think that would be the stupidest point of existence would be, well, I died, now I'll occasionally punch a wall so people know I'm here kind of existence. From even a logical sense, ghosts don't make any sense. Okay, so let me ask you this. Because mine comes from a pseudoscientific point of view. Okay, I just want to point out you said pseudo... <laughs> pseudoscientific. Because which by definition is not science. It's like, it's not. It is not. In no way. Because, but I... How do you feel about string theory? Um... Like this, and if yes, this is radio, this joke makes no sense. I'm grasping at everything around me. Theoretically, there are strings everywhere, and I'm tugging at them like cow udders that are very long. Uh, I, 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 I believe in string theory as much as I believe in any other theory for the nature of the universe that has not been proven. So, evolution. You're not on board. You're not on board with evolution. That has nothing to do with the creation of the universe, but sure. That is, well, I mean, a little bit. Just a little. What is, what is, oh no, I'm sorry, okay, let's, let's go back, um, roll back, um, what does evolution have to do with the creation it's of the a, universe? I'm talking about theories, I'm talking about theories, scientific theories. Okay, so, okay. so once so again, I, about, I will, so if you think about, if, there are scientific laws and scientific theories. That's true. Gravity is a law, string theory is a theory, because it can't, it has not been proven, so, so that's what I've established for you. Okay, that's, that's, so, if, Mine comes from a feeling of parallel universes okay. that could exist. And I think that sometimes energies can cross planes from one universe into another, and that manifests sometimes could possibly into not necessarily ghosts, not like full thought-out people who actually exist. Well, but I, I, energies that are crossing things, like astral projection or things like that. Well, they, they're not even aware that they are doing it. 
you're you're dealing now with a lot of ifs. There's a lot of if statements. Well, I'm not saying that this is true. No, in no way, shape, or form. I'm saying you can make an argument that energies passing from one to the other happen. I, I I think your your biggest the biggest bugaboo I'm having here is that everything you're saying is well well if it's a Monday and it's raining and somebody gets hit by a car then maybe possibly they didn't get killed completely but just kicked into an alternate dimension where Richard Nixon was reelected president five times and Nixon didn't have Kennedy killed, but just won that first election. I mean, then, then we're getting into what ifs then. And those, those, but, but how does that mean that ghosts exist? You have to explain that level to but me. But that's what I'm saying. I don't actually believe that ghosts exist. I don't think that people die and well, then their uh, spirits still linger on well, this well, plane. Hold on, hold on. I'm saying that there are multiple... little background. <laughs> little background. little context. When Angela okay, and I first had this argument, when Angela and I first had this argument, I said to her, "Anybody who thinks ghosts exist are retarded." That was the words that came out of my mouth, and she 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 persisted to argue with me for a day, literally eight hours of a work day, because we used to work together about how ghosts definitely exist. They don't definitely exist. I do not think that they definitely exist. In no way, shape, or form. I, I think that all time exists at the exact same time. That's really what it comes down to, is that all time is happening at the exact same time all the time. Every so it's moment. It's a continuum. And that sometimes the different worlds collide at certain times in certain ways that would make people believe that the perceived notion of ghosts do exist. So, so you ascribe to the DC multiverse theory? Yes. Okay. DC multiverse theory, for anybody that is not a complete nerd, uh, states that uh, on alternate Earths, uh, a, a myriad... But see, actually, I don't think equation. it's alternate Earths, though. I actually think it's all the same. It's all the same timeline happening all the time. So you're saying it's all just hammered on top of each other. And, exactly. And, and but we are unaware of it, that it's happening. And existence, existence is actually like <laughs> And sometimes the energies are so powerful in those moments that you mistake them as ghosts. And what type of energy are we talking about? So, so you'll agree that woman in white, um, haunted candy factories, uh, people who claim that there are people walking around their houses are just crazy. Now, see, they might hear. So this is an example. So, like, a box falls. Well, boxes fall all the time. Exactly. That's called, that's called gravity. They do. <laughs> exactly, because gravity always exists. Gravity it happens exists. on every plane all the time. The same yeah. laws always exist every single moment of the day. <laughs> but there could be a certain moment where, like, and it usually is, right? Like, usually when people encounter ghosts or something like that, it's a very, like, it's someone who's incredibly angry. It's someone who is, it's like they are using an incredible amount of energy in that moment that somehow transcends and lifts the veil for a split second. Okay. I'm going to help everybody out then. Um, when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> and uh, that means that you've stopped breathing, your brain has stopped working. Actually, more specifically, your brain has stopped working. Uh, you're dead, and that's, that's all there is. 
So if you're hoping you'll become a ghost so you're not dead, you're, you're stupid. Um, you're just dumb and uh, just deal with the fact that someday you're going to die. Right. And, and that's the end of it. So you will not become a ghost. That won't happen. Um, but there's a shadow. So there is, because if it is continuous, then it's always happening. It's cyclical. <sighs> it's always the same every single time. All right, I, I think we should just move on to Power Rangers versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, We talked about it in the car, yeah. It is. No, we're not. And we are back. Um, so we are going to move on now. No, it's private. It is private. Yes. Okay. It would be hilarious if they were, though, and they really wanted to call in and chime in on these, these topical issues. Um, of our generation. Of our generation. <laughs> we are touching the on. The most pressing issues facing your modern, modern day citizen. Yeah. I really feel like we are we are achieving a Gore Vidal level of uh, political discourse that the Definitely. world needs to needs to know. Um, so anyway, uh, let's move on. We wanted to talk about this uh, in a battle. 
so this is the this is the this is the segment we we normally refer to what if um as what if uh what if uh the mighty morphin power rangers uh were locked in battle with the teenage mutant ninja turtles um angela your stance where which way do you lean okay i i am leaning toward the power rangers well you're wrong See, so, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I stated at the beginning of this podcast that opinions are wrong if they're not mine. So put that in your back pocket and continue. You can't just you can't just come in and say that it's wrong. Well, I'm kidding. Happens. You're just, but that just ends the dialogue. Well, convince me. Convince me. Convince me. I'm wrong. Convince me. I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. First of all, convince me. It's convince five me. verse four. Six uh, verse four. Splinter. 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 Verse five. Then. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. You can't. No. You can't just bring in. Because then you could bring. Okay. Mega. That's just it. You final bottom line. Megazords. Like, you cannot, uh, there's no way the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could defeat a Megazord. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have friends from both the future. Uh, they have uh, alternate dimensional um, friends named Yasaki Ojimbo. So does the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, name one. Um, I believe there are uh, Power Rangers in space, I believe. There's, there's like seven generations, what, of Power Rangers that you could bring together. Okay. Within the Power Ranger so, universe, so, so actually you're looking at multiple teams of Power Rangers, like a Power Ranger army that you could assemble that could take on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Think how many Megazords. Think how many Megazords. Okay, you take all those Megazords and throw them away right now because Power Rangers don't go to Megazord unless it's necessary. I think so, it's necessary. But you're making an assumption until it will until, be necessary if they're losing. So the second that they are about to lose, they are going to bust out the Megazord, and then it's all over. There's no way. I I don't believe that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are ever going to crush a bunch of teenage Ninja Turtles with a giant foot. They never crush anything with a giant foot. It's only Do you when know people die every single time the Power Rangers fight. Uh, I agree. It's incredibly it's, selfish, actually. It's incredibly, it's incredibly selfish. Is this a little moral issue? I don't know if you want to go morality sake. Well, yes, of course. What about what about the, the turtles should win? Property should, damage, property damage alone. They destroy that no, city that, every that week. That has no basis here. But but nonetheless, this is about who's going to win in the ultimate battle. They don't they don't end up going to the Megazord unless unless the 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 enemy grows really tall. So if we're talking about a team of gigantic teenage mutant ninja turtles versus one Megazord, that's how selfish they well, are. Well, and then I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna They're say gonna go I'm gonna there. say I'm gonna say five gigantic teenage mutant ninja turtles with the agility of ninjas. They don't have that ability though. You can't just give special powers to the turtles outside of their universe. Well, I'm sorry. They 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 imbibed with uh, they imbibed with uh, the mutagenic ooze. The ooze itself uh, certainly uh, has the ability to make them grow because yeah, but then they just be huge all the time. Well, not necessarily, but I'm saying in a world where there is the ability to make things grow bigger, and in a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers scenario, uh, they could become gigantic. Ooze is not the Viagra of turtles. Like, that is not how it happens. It is, it's not like after four hours, all of a sudden they shrink back down to size. I, I, like, that is not actually I am certain, like I am certain what happens. 
It is exactly that. That's how ooze works. It is exactly (laughs) that. It is exactly that. It also gives them the ability to like pizza, skateboarding. They just innately like pizza. Well, and they stayed hard to become good at skateboarding. Like, uh, that is something I, that they put in a lot of time yeah. and a lot of effort to become good at skateboarding. So, so I agree. You're just making my point for me. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers versus a team of skateboarding pizza-eating Ninja Turtles are going to lose. In a hand-to-hand fistfight combat, no matter how good the martial arts of the Power Rangers are, are never going to match up to the raw ninja talents of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's never going to happen. They're going to fight, and not for nothing, Donatello, who is a is a genius, a certified so genius. So Billy. Yeah, Billy's Bill gay. is a genius. Billy, Billy's gay. That's really offensive. Billy, You're saying that, gay. that gay people... Donatello is obviously gay. Donatello is clearly not gay. But he is clearly, clearly gay. Not gay. Well, if you just think smart people are gay, then then you're gay. Again, Cause, cause, super again. offensive. <laughs> you can't say that. Like, I just said it. It just happened. It no, happened. I'm just saying you can't really gonna offend people if you go on. I'm really gonna I'm really gonna offend people in general. That's that's like my 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 path in life. See, I am offensive. I'm an offensive person. Uh, anyway, but the gay thing aside, and it turns out actually the Blue Ranger was really gay. And that he came out of the closet. He won a he won a Glad Award four years ago, as the Power Ranger, not as a person, because he's not really a person. He's a character on TV. Um, but more importantly, I believe Donatello could probably build a mechanized warrior that could rival the Megazord. I believe that. Utilizing uh, whatever thing that powered Krang's giant egg. That's that's ridiculous. That's um, just. This is crazy. Why is that crazy? Why is that crazy? There's no way that Donatello would be able to build a Megazord that could rival that of the Power Rangers. I don't agree. That's just a thing. I don't agree. And they have two. It's only the White Ranger on it. That's now. We're, now we're talking about multiple rangers. Are we talking classic Power Rangers? Uh, Team... That actually is the White Ranger. I believe appeared in season three when it was still the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, they we're talking about either original class, so you can't have Green Ranger and White Ranger with the same person. Well, then you can't build fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry, you Ranger, can't. Keeping it, keeping it in the actual world that we're not, Jim. I mean, you can't just have, like, imaginary Zords being built when there already was a Zord that did exist. Listen, you either can have Dragon... Still in the future. You can either have the Falcon Zord or you can have the Dragon Zord. You can't have both. Of course you can. That's ridiculous. Now, now there's no Falcon Zord. Yes, there is, because when Billy becomes the White Ranger, he no longer controls the Dragon Zord. He controls the Falcon Zord, the White Falcon Zord. Is it a Falcon? Isn't it like no, it's a white, no, it's a white saber-toothed tiger. No, no. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's a Falcon Zord. It's Falcon Zord. It's a flying Zord because him and the Pink Ranger and, uh, yeah, and the both have flying Zords. Is that like the thing? They both have flying flying zords because they're dating, and clearly when they're dating, you have to have the same zords. Similar zords, and that's the way See, it she works. She fixed him. Yes, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> she fixed him. She fixed him. That yeah. Kimberly. That's She's like stupid, she gets what she wants. Stupid dragon of his. Like, I'm gonna get rid of that thing. Yeah. So dumb. They're flying so much better. <laughs> I know gymnastics, and I'm gonna get rid of that dragon, and I'm gonna get him to wear white instead of green. And- 
and I'm going to fix them. And I did it. Okay. I did it, girls. I did it. Her and Trini had a, like a coffee clutch about it at some point in an episode <laughs> where they decided they were going to fix, they were going to fix Billy and uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> and, and they, they, they achieved that because the only place that happens is a fictional world where our good friend guest started an episode. But see, there's no, there's no way that the, because see, I think the Power Rangers could uh, defeat Shredder in an instant. Like, I it, would, agree. it would I not agree. be difficult uh, sorry, whatsoever. Shredder is backed up by an extra-dimensional being named Crane, who has technology far beyond that of Earth. Uh, well, what about Rita, though? They take on Rita every episode. That bitch lives on the moon, all right? Yeah, talk about <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, I, I just, they do it every time. I don't know about that. I don't know about all of that. Um, I don't know about all that. All right. I think I think we've exhausted Power Rangers versus Turtles quite enough. Um, uh, we will go to Tough Talk and then we'll wrap it up. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, final segment will be come on, but we'll do Tough Talk first. All right. Tough Talk is if you don't know, this is Angela and I. This is probably the one bit where we're not going to argue with each other. We're actually more arguing. Against people doing things, and you know our our opinions may differ a little bit, but the one thing I will say about tough talk is if I'm talking about you, you're not going to like what I have to say, and this is where it's no hard. one likes what you have to say, Jim. Where I think you're, I think that's a bold I like, statement. I like I like what I have to say, but you're not going to like what I have to say, and we're going to start with guy who's constantly trying to start a band. Guy who is try, constantly trying to start a band, I am talking to you directly, and you're not going to like what I have to say. You are not going to start a band. You have not been practicing since you were well, 10 years old. Well, because then he won't. Well, of course he won't, because then he constantly won't be starting to make a band anymore. And he'll actually have a band. Yeah, it is not going to That's true. <laughs> so, so what's the cutoff for that? When is, uh, how long do you have to talk about something before you have to realize it's never going to happen? Three years. If you are still talking about... Is that the cutoff? Yeah, Is it for everything? Doing, it's like if you everything. talked about something for three years or more... And have not taken a single action to make it happen... It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Just give it up. Now, just see, give that, it up that right there. Florence Nightingale that's, scenario. Just give it up. Yeah, that's the male version of the Florence Nightingale. Yeah. It is, it is the dreamer syndrome. Yeah. Whereas you, as you watch TV and you think to yourself, wow, it would be great to be... A, a professional musician where you listen to an album, you're like, wow, how awesome would it be to be a rock star? And it turns out that you are not taking any efforts. And this is to you, guy, constantly trying to start a band. But see, the thing you is, he doesn't want to ever... start a band. A guy who wants to start a band doesn't actually want to start a band. And that's the thing. What he really wants is pussy. <laughs> is what he wants. That is the heart of any male who says, I want to start a band. You don't want to start a band. You want to have free vagina at any moment's notice that you can go and bang and you can be like, hey, do you like my set? Yeah, let's go do it in the back alleyway. It's like that's really the, the, the goal of every single person who has said, I want to start a band. Spoken like an experienced groupie. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so I will say the following, 
that the reality here is this. You're never going to start a band. Let me help you. I'm going to help you. This is about helping you to understand the following. You are not going to start a band. You've probably been spending your meager savings on musical equipment at Sam Ash. You signed up for that foolish credit card with that 30% APR. You're paying off a keyboard you don't know how to play. You purchased a bunch of recording equipment which you don't know how to use. You have tried to book gigs but still can't get five people in a room twice a week to rehearse. You don't know how to write a song. You don't know how to play an instrument. Five people, that's a big band. That's it ambitious. Is it is ambitious. <laughs> I mean, the, that's a lot of people that, on that stage. Is, that, that, you know how hard it is to coordinate five people's schedules? That is exactly the problem with anybody it's who like, is trying to start a band. Well, trying to do anything, really. In, in, in their minds, they are trying to be the Rolling Stones, when at best they could be Blink-182, and there's only three members in that band. Yeah. Three. Three is the magic number if you're going to get something done. Well, for you anything. Less, for anything. Then you less than coordinated, untalented guy who doesn't really have any business trying to start a band. You're not going to like what I have to say, but you're wasting your life. Let's let's go ahead and regroup. Now, no, you are, they're not you are wasting their life. No, hold on, they're not wasting their life. They're just wasting oh. their money. You're wasting. Well, let's get that clear. No, 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 they're no. not wasting oh, their I'm life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't agree. You're wasting the most precious commodity any of us have here on this planet, which is which money. Is, no, which is time. But they're not, but they're not the actually making the band, though. That's your argument. No, but the point, the point is this. They're wasting energy and time, which could be invested in anything else. And not, therefore, it's but, gone. But it's if gone. they're investing any energy in it, then they're actually doing it. No, 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 no. They're investing time talking about it. They allow the distraction of this thing but to keep them from... Time. That's not much. That that's, certainly is, that time. is not time, time. Time spent talking. Time spent talking. But more importantly, they keep not doing other things things because the answer to whether I can invest the time to do those other things is, sorry, can't do it. I'm starting a band. I can't do X, Y. I can't go back to school because I'm starting a band. I can't go get a real job because I'm starting a band. Sorry, I can't afford to put money away from my retirement because I'm buying crummy stuff. Sorry, I'm starting a band. You see, we're going to be really famous someday. And as you said, I'm going to get a bunch of pussy, and I can't only do that if I start a band. So I can't invest the time in everything else that would make me a productive member of society because I'm starting a band. So here's my advice to you, guy trying to start a band, go get a job at the post office. You'll be retired in 40 years. I don't care how old you are right now. I think I start a band then. Yeah, that's great. When they're and retired. You're, and when you're retired. Oh, By yeah. all means, start a shitty band nobody listens to when you're retired. Do it after you've gotten your life over with. Then you can go ahead and start investing time in garbage like a band nobody cares about. Tough talk. You don't like what I have to say, but it's the truth. Stop trying to start a band. Angela, tough talk. Your vagina. That's what vagina. it all comes down to. What, if that guy got a girlfriend, he would forget about starting a band. And that That's my advice. That's my advice as someone who's trying to start a band. Get a girlfriend. Go get a girlfriend. And, you, and it will take away all your desire to start a band. And even and better. And she'll crush your dreams, dreams. while you're doing it. And even better. Win-win. Even better. You'll get, you'll get your sex all the time. 
And you'll have a reason why you never started your exactly, band. Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, well, I would have started so my then, band, but my girlfriend. But Jessica got and pregnant. Like, and she then, yeah. got crazy. And I had to get, then I had to get a real job to support the family. And it's like, and then, hey, no one can judge you then. It's okay. It's a win-win. You get all, you get all the sex that you want, and you get the life that you really should be living. And potentially a woman with really low standards because she accepted the fact that you were an go no He's a dreamer. You know, I mean, he had, she's artistic. She's, she's artistic. <laughs> he always then, wanted to sing in the band. Exactly, and he was always like, nah, yeah. not, oh, and then you can, like, write songs for her, you know, yeah. that no one, then you can be like, oh, my girlfriend really likes my stuff, so I do stuff for her. And, and, then, and, and then 25 years down the line, you just lay in bed angry with one another, knowing how you crushed each other's dreams and lives, and then you have these children you're resentful towards because they came in and just crushed everything you wanted to do. And uh, well, He'll be supportive. He'll sure. be able to, it gives him the excuse. Sure, but it'll just keep becoming. It'll keep becoming more like. Well, I can only do the band on the weekends, guys. When I'm not doing my uh, my eight hours at the post office, and then it'll be like, oh, we'll practice maybe once or twice a week. Uh, then it'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, my kids got the. Is flu everyone who works at the post office actually just people who never started a band? Is that why they're so angry? Yeah, that's exactly. Is that why it is? Everybody, I'll bring something up. Everybody who works at the post office wanted to do something else. There's nobody who goes to the. Post so you're saying nope. if you actually do want to start a band, get a job at the post office. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no kid at career day who is like, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a this, I want to be a that. No kid stood up in front of the room and said, I want to sell people stamps for eight hours a day. That never happened. That never happened. There's never been an instance once in the universe on any alternate earth where any ghost exists that Angela believes in, where any kid ever said, oh, I, I sure as heck want a, a stable job for 22 years, and I want to collect a pension from the post office. That never happened. Well, it's never going to happen. And it's never going to happen. <laughs> the post office will be, will be bankrupt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. Never going to happen. <laughs> it works for I, I, live, I, live, I, I come from a family full of postmen, so I just want to put that out there. Do they want to start bands? They all wanted to do something else, I'm certain. I'm certain. They all had... Maybe, is that where Postal Service met? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It was my family. Yeah. It's just the, my, the impetus for the Postal Service. Someday I will go and get that, as I, as I call it, the cop-out job at the post office. Um, uh, here's another one, tough talk, and this one is going out to me. Um, anyone who attempts to start a restaurant with their retirement funds, don't do it. You're not going to like what I have to say but don't do it, all right? You had a career, you had a job, you had things you wanted to do, you had places you wanted to go, you did those things, you went there, you did those things. Do not take your future and throw it away on a restaurant. You know the kind of people that start restaurants? I'll tell you the kind of people that start restaurants. People who want to throw their money away start restaurants. Liking hamburgers is not a reason to open a restaurant. You were a pipe fitter, sir. Your wife was a teacher. Neither of you know anything about running a restaurant. Well, they know about customer service. Oh, great, customer service. And customers will be serviced well in your shitty restaurant that <laughs> you know nothing about running. You don't know anything about ordering food. You don't know anything about ordering food. You don't know anything about hiring chefs. You know nothing about food except for how to put it in your mouth and swallow it. That is your knowledge of the restaurant business, sir. Don't 
do it. You want to start a business after you retire? Open up a Jiffy Lube. Do something else. It's expensive to open up a Jiffy Lube. I'm not arguing that it's not. I mean, just the franchise costs alone, I feel. The the return, though, is... It's probably cheaper, though, to open up a restaurant as any small business. I, I... not for the way that it seems to crush people's lives. And the reason I know this to be a fact is I'm a huge fan of Kitchen Nightmares. And, and Kitchen Nightmares has taught me one thing. Everybody who opens up a restaurant is pretty much retarded. You're all pretty much retarded. You all pretty much don't know what you're doing. 80% of these businesses fail because you take the concept, well, I know what food is, so therefore I should be able to run a restaurant. No, I feel it's people that want to open a bar but I think they'll make more money if it's a restaurant instead. You think that, that on average That's restaurants I... make more money than bars? Yes. I don't agree with that at all. I think the overhead on a restaurant is significantly higher than that of a bar because if you own a bar, you don't have a kitchen. You don't have to carry as much insurance. But you should have a kitchen. But you don't need a kitchen. You don't need a kitchen, but you'll your bar will be more profitable if you have a kitchen. Tough talk. The reality is this, is if this is your dream, it's stupid. If you want to own part of your restaurant, find somebody that knows how to run a restaurant and give them money. Let that person take your money. And so you can invest food. in restaurants. Oh, absolutely. If you find somebody who owns a successful restaurant that wants to sell you a piece of that restaurant, by all means, take your money and give it to somebody smart. But if you had the gumption, strength, abilities, intelligence, knowledge to open a restaurant, you would have done so when you were 25 after having worked in the restaurant industry for 10 years and having learned about what it takes to be a restaurateur. You're not going to just walk into that situation, look across the street and say, there's a Wendy's, let's open up a hamburger restaurant across the street. Well, that's I'm a, that's certain a I know location. Better. That's just what it comes down to. I'm certain can we you know beat, better. Can you beat Wendy's prices? Of course not. Of yeah, course yeah. not. Of course not. And you can't beat the you Baconator. Suppliers. You don't have their suppliers. You don't have suppliers. And you can't beat the Baconator. That's the world's greatest hamburger. That, that, wow. That's a stretch. That's the greatest fast food hamburger in the world. Baconator. Top. Hands can, down. Can I, actually, can I do a side note off of that? Go for it. Can, can fast food restaurants please stop trying to trick people into thinking that their food is healthy? It is like a big. No, we agree there. We agree there. Stop lying. I Stop mean, lying. It, yeah, it's the what Carl's Jr. has a new all natural burger. It's like that. That is not true. There is actually. I was talking about this the other day. There is no actual definition of what the word word natural means. Well, yeah. Legally, not... it does not exist. It well, does not exist. It's, 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 the like, same, it's the same as the fallacy. to me. <laughs> it's the same as the fallacy of organic. Exactly. The definition of the term like, organic what? means it contains carbon. <laughs> that is the definition of the term organic. All things that contain carbon are organic. <laughs> By definition, it's organic if it contains carbon. So cigarettes are organic too. Yeah. So are so are so is grass. Grass is organic. It is an organism. It is organic. Therefore, you are retarded. Look at this. Now, it, there is a difference between organic and all organic. Yeah. There is sir. a disclaimer There's between a that. But you, I don't think you can make the argument for cigarettes. Because there are man-made chemicals that do go into cigarettes. But it is an organic product by definition. It may not be all organic, right, but exactly. it is organic. So that's, 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 uh, that's, what, I, that's what I have. Milk, milk doesn't read all speak. organic all the time. A lot of times it just says organic milk. 
Of course it's organic. It's, organic. Milk. <laughs> it's milk. It's organic. It came from an organism. It's carbon based. It's not liquid plastic. It's, it's not liquid plastic. <laughs> you're, you're it's drinking. organic. <laughs> of course it is. Organic water. It contains it contains carbon at some point. Organic. That's the reality of the situation, folks. That's that's the reality of the situation you're living in right now. That's that's the world we're living in. That's what that's, I see one more advertisement for turkey based products. <laughs> When did turkey become the new meat? That's what I want to know. When did turkey all of a sudden become, like, the greatest meat to have, like, promoted as healthy? Sure. Like, when did did this happen? Disclosure, this came actually as a result of us finding out some knowledge recently that everything at Subway is turkey. Everything, I'm going (laughs) to, everything at Subway is turkey. The meatballs are turkey. The the the, the pastrami <laughs> is turkey. The 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 gabagool, the the, the salami, it's turkey. the pepperoni, it's turkey. It's not beef. It's not pork. It's turkey, and it's because the, the price margin on turkey is super low. See, I feel it's more expensive than beef at the grocery store. Yeah, but not in the long term. So that makes me think it's not actually turkey then. It's like they're telling us it's It's like that's a lie. It's a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie. Well, you gotta, we you gotta, are, it's like an onion of turkey that we have to like keep pulling back. You gotta, so you gotta, like, gotta, oh, it's maggots. <laughs> this turkey is actually 50% maggots. Exactly. Um, prosciutto is 50%, 50% turkey, which is 90% maggots. Yeah, ninety percent maggots. Um, I think it's well. You have to do a lot. You have to do a lot to turkey to turn it into salami. You have to do a lot to maggots to turn it into salami. Turkey, yeah. See what they do is they just take all the turkey and put it in a pot and then crush that up and then they just keep dumping maggots in and they have a guy whose job is to stick his finger in every fifty pounds of maggots and say, "Ah, it still kind of tastes like turkey." Turkey connoisseur. Yeah. Like that would be. Hey, you know, it's got to taste like turkey. All right, well, I know. That's turkey. <laughs> turkey tastes like this. All right, it's not maggoty yet. No, no, no. Oh, too many maggots. We got to start over. Get me twelve more turkeys. Throw twelve oh, yeah. turkeys in here. It's just the bones. Just the bones. They just the bones use the bones to flavor the maggots. Yeah, actually. It's how... Turkey stock. <laughs> All right. This was wonderful, Jim. This has been wonderful. Um, I, I, we're gonna. Finish up with come on. That's the, Are we? Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, so come on is is us not no longer talking about uh, uh, people. This is about things. Uh, we may dump uh, tough talk or come on because they may be too similar when we listen back to this. Yeah, we will figure that out as we go. I feel uh, the the fast food one could be a come on. That was more like a come on. It was more like come on. Come on. Come on, fast food. Come on. We know you're lying. <laughs> so, we know you're full of shit. So 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 our first come on is Budweiser. Budweiser, you claim to be the king of beers and you just took that crown all on your own. You didn't win a, an election. You were not the mandate of God to become beer. You did not win a blue ribbon. You did not win a blue ribbon because Paps won that. that blue they ribbon. did. They won it once. That's true. Uh, you are not they, the king of beers. All right. 
Budweiser, you are the beer of no choices, meaning that I have exhausted every other option, and what was left at the bodega was Budweiser. That is what you are. You are the you are the runner up prize of beers to Bud Light. To Bud Light, <laughs> you are you are the drunk girl at a bar of beers. You are the um, red velvet cake of beers. You are the wait. You're saying that red velvet cake is a runner up. It is a runner up. To what? To, uh, clearly to the to Dutch chocolate cake. Clearly, uh, everybody knows that Angela. That is an obvious corollary. Um, Budweiser, you are you are not a good beer. Um, just stop. Come on, come on, Budweiser, come on. Which come on? What do you got? What do you got for the come on? No, pretty good. <laughs> hey, he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wonderful. I think we did something here. I think it was okay. Um, I would like to thank um, uh, 7-Eleven for providing my coffee this morning. I had to buy it. Um, I would like to thank uh, our special guest, Nobody, um, because this was not live and that would be impossible in order to uh, have a guest on a non-live show unless we prearranged it. Um, I'd like to thank Best Buy. Best Buy. Ooh, we could thank Best Buy for providing the microphones we purchased for money. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. With with money we, we made. Um, and the security guard at Best Buy. I'd like to thank him. Yeah, absolutely. For ensuring that, that everything's on the up and up all the time. He's just doing his job, people. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Look, give him a hard time. Don't give him a hard time. He's just doing his job. All right? <laughs> he, has to check the, he has to check the receipts. That's his job. Don't, don't sass him. Have your receipt ready. You know what's going to happen. He's balding. He's in his 50s. Yeah, and just <laughs> smile and say, yes, I purchased this. He clearly used to work doing something probably where he made more money, but now he works at Best Buy. a security card. His job is to circle things on receipts and let you continue to walk. Yeah. So do that guy a favor. Um, tune in or, or download uh, the podcast. <laughs> Uh, at, let's say at some point on BattleRoyalePodcast.com or some podcast network, um, perhaps someday in the future, iHeartRadio or some app thing you can download and stream live. Um, I would like to thank my, my, my partner, my, um, my cohort, um, the little sister I never wanted, Angela Sonner. I'm grateful for you in this and every other. I thought you didn't say cohort. I thought you said cohort at first. Well, there's only one whore here, honey, and that's me. And that's, oh, did you just honey me? <laughs> I did. We're already becoming best friends. There you go. <laughs> it's already happened. You, you've earned 12 best friend points during this podcast. There's no bullshit. <laughs> Remember, Battle Royale. How many points do I need to become best friends? I'm going to start a tally. It's like a 1,000. That's a lot. It's a 1,000. So I've got to work on my point system. Point i got to start, too. The next episode, we'll get into wife points and girlfriend points and some other fun stuff. But let's go ahead and wrap things up um, with what I assume is our catchphrase going forward. forward Battle Royale, there are no winners. Only survivors. Thank you. Hello, hello. Done. It was a lot longer than it should have been. Hello.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.